Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the Two Percenters. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Two Percent Podcast. Um, hi Ryan. Hi, welcome. Let's go. We've graduated mate. We have. Can, can you believe it? <laughs> we have. We have pending, so, pending, pending results. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true actually. We've not technically graduated. We've finished university, we've finished our studies. Um, and yeah, pending results next month, we have graduated from Loughborough University and we're graduating as part of this class of 2020, as it's being branded, um, mm. a weird time to be graduating. Um, but let's, you know, what we want to do today is talk through some reflections of university in general, and then towards the end, sort of flesh out what it means to be graduating in the class of 2020 at this strange time uh, and how we feel about being part of that so the first thing I want to ask you Ryan that I wrote down some questions just to to Mm. reflect on our time at university and um the first one is what has been your biggest learning from four years at university I think the the biggest lesson for me has not been an academic one it's been a it's been a personal one and and that is to just focus on myself rather than be and I, you know, I think that covers a few different things but but to not kind of worry about what other people are doing and whether that's a social media thing whether that's a, a business thing whether that's a you know I think it's, it's quite an all-encompassing attitude to just try and carry and I think I went into university with a mindset that I was very competitive and I was comparing myself to people at pretty much every turn and actually, I think I've kind of released myself of that of that burden almost coming out of uni. Like I'm just kind of my own lane, doing my own thing, and I, and I'm happy about that now, you know. And I think I think that's been a big a big shift for me. So that's probably my biggest lesson. Mm. And how did that lesson come about? Like, well, how did did you learn it the hard way, as some people might say, or was it a gradual maybe. process? Or yeah, no, maybe I think it was over time. Definitely, it's also it just clicked one day. I think a mixture of of leading an actress and and the, the kind of competitive nature of, of that and comparing our team to others but also comparing our own success to what we know we could have achieved and that kind of thing i think also the the relationship i had with sport going into uni changed a lot because uh, i got injured in, in football in like september 2016 a few weeks before uh, as you know and then coming into uni it was a big change for me. Like, Buffer is a massive sporting hub, massive mm. sporting uni, like one of the best in the world. And, and kind of competing at the sports that I really enjoyed. And kind of, it was a bit of a shock to kind of go from that school environment of being one of the top sportsmen and, and, and team people like on, on, on different teams and stuff, to then go to just not making the cut pretty much in everything, including my main, my main sports, golf and, and football. Was, was a bit of a shock like not that I was delusional of my own ability or anything but it just kind of it was a knockback definitely yeah. and and so I think the takeaway over over that time is well actually I found different ways into sport I, I, was, I was doing more five side I was doing more more work uh in in that sort of thing and, and so yeah and um, yeah so it, it's, it's a tough one but I think that's probably my my lesson is to to focus on yourself, to stay in your own lane, to kind of not compare yourself too much because that's been beneficial in all areas of my life for me. What? Yeah. Okay, cool. What about you? What was your, your biggest lesson if you had to take one one learning? Um, well, I for sure also learned that I'm not as good at sport as I thought I was. Um, I think a lot of people learn that when they go to Loughborough University mm. because you're surrounded by world-class athletes. But um, I think my biggest learning, again, probably not pure academic one from a from a lecture hall but I think something that's really stood out to me from my time at university has been the power of networks Mm -hmm. like personal networks I think 
networking is always something that's said and you and people are kind of like yeah yeah sure like networking is useful like it's what all the the business people do schmoozing and stuff like that yeah but every sort of moment and achievement and memory that I've had of at university I can attribute another person along with that and not and not just myself if that makes sense yeah I see that I see that so like all the yeah any achievement I've had anything that I've I've worked towards any memory that I've been made there have been other people that have been part of that and helped me to accomplish that so I think um and and it's not I'm not kind of saying sort of oh it's who you know not what you know I'm not sort of vouching Mm. for that in a sense I'm more sort of saying that you can't do everything alone and you'll get a lot further a lot faster by bringing people into your journey and it's a lot more rewarding in my opinion yeah and I I think that goes for both teamwork ideas and and leadership and and anything like that like bring people with you inspire Mm. people to see the vision that you see and have the perspective that you have on the world and then they will then be part of your journey as well. And I, th- I think that's what that's what we're doing more with 2% now. That's what uh, Charlie and I are trying to do with House Hack. That's what um, I think any, any idea and any individual journey that has to start somewhere and it has to start with you verbalizing that to somebody else and to say, oh, like, what do you think of this or, or anything like that? And I think that's not just in a business sense. Like that could be a, a, something as simple as like, how does this dress look or, or how does yeah. this, new, how, how does this, how does this new outfit look? Or like, I've never tried this style before, you know, that, that accounts for anything. Like just bring people into your story. And actually I think that that is a super powerful lesson. Definitely. No, for sure. And that, that, that's one of the things that I'm always keen to get across when I talk about that sort of lesson is that I don't want people to think it's about using people like to make that work. It's got to be a, a mutually beneficial relationship and that yeah. yeah you don't have to be sort of consciously thinking about oh what can I do for this person to get this in return but it just happens like just by being empathetic and kind and caring mm. and socializing with people like even if your end of the relationship is just making them laugh every yeah. Monday morning on that lecture that you both hate literally yeah, yeah like a few months down the line that will um you know prosper into something mm. into bigger than that yeah, definitely. And, and that's what people remember at the end of the day, isn't it? People remember how you make them feel. People don't exactly, remember yeah. like what you told them. Like if you gave me an hour, I could probably get some sort of summary of each module together in my mind. But a lot of it is, is just a skill. It's just sort of intuitive now. It's not sort of, right, I have this bank of knowledge that I remember now. It's, 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 I remember what I liked about certain subjects and I remember what I didn't like about others. And I, you know, I remember what lecturers I like, things like that. Yeah. Um, something I will add onto your point that that you jogged in my memory was, um, something that was really valuable for me during placement year and something that I think will be valuable for other people. And that was a kind of exercise that I did completely by accident, but I think is actually super powerful. Uh, on my commuter train to work, uh, during placement, so that was about 45 minutes, something like that. I spent about half an hour of that uh, writing about the people who have impacted my life and what I've learned from them. Okay. And so I, I, I didn't really mean to do it. I just sort of fell into it. But what I have, and I'll, I'll have to find it so I can show you, is I have a list now in my book or on my notepad of, I don't know, 30, 50 people. Um, who I've learned something from and you know that is everything from uh you know from my mum I've learned to be kind from uh Mrs Braddock my English teacher uh, I've learned not to take things too seriously like things like that like just one sentence or one thing mm. and I just kept going and I was like oh, I've learned that from that person that from that person and I kind of constructed my views on the world and my personality in a way that reflected who I learned it from and I think that was a super interesting exercise because it kind of puts on a page and visualizes the number of people that have had an impact on, on me and on you. And I think I would definitely recommend anyone who is looking to kind of develop themselves or, or look at, oh, it's, it's a self-awareness exercise, I think. And, and, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed doing that. So I just wanted to, to add that on there. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Something's very similar, actually, that I, I've never really quite finished, but I, I started and I enjoyed doing it, was um, I made sort of a, a be as list, as I called it. I don't know if that's a, an actual okay, term, yeah. but it was like very, very, very similar. I would pick people that I admired. I really admired a certain trait about them. Mm. And it was like, be as resilient as X person that I know, be as oh, okay. uh, caring as this person. So like, I'd pick... Yeah people yeah. in different areas that were living to my like, idealistic standard and nice. just reminding yeah. myself of like if this person can do it like aspire to be like that in this area yeah nice um, yeah, that's, that's, that's good um yeah some good uh, lessons there from another, four years ago. direction <laughs> yeah definitely um so what was the best thing about university for you the best thing yeah i think i mean it, it, it's kind of cliche but i think definitely just the people Mm. um and and that kind of set in for me when i was um what was it now two days ago just taking my last walk around campus um just having a sort of walk around reminiscing i suppose and i just kind of thought i didn't really feel much emotion around that kind of walking around like i, I went to where i stayed in first year and i went to the main buildings and where i had some lectures and, and passed a library and, and stuff like that and I, I just kind of didn't really feel anything. I kind of felt something when I started thinking of a certain memory or, or a certain person. And I think that kind of sat in that actually university for me, that, that best thing, if I was to say something, is just the people that I've met. Like I know that I have friendships now that will last for a long time and that have added value to me, even if they don't last, which I think is super powerful. No, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people would say people is sort of the critical part of their university experience, definitely. Mm. Um, for me, I think the best thing about university... So I was asked a similar question when I was helping out at the Loughborough Open Days for new like um, people looking yeah. around the university. Uh-huh. And they said, summarise your Loughborough experience in one word. And the word that I chose was opportunities. Um, and I think that has been the best thing for me about, about Loughborough, but I assume, I I reckon most universities provide a similar level of, of opportunities and, and the fact that they give you so many different paths to just explore, even if it's, you know, you just dip your toe in the water and you're like, oh, that's not for me, actually. You know what, that, that ultimate Frisbee taster course was not where Josh Goward was meant to go with his life. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Those sort of yeah, things, whether sure. it's sport, business, social groups, mm. anything you can imagine, some it's there in some capacity on the university campus, which I think you'll probably never get anywhere like that again. No, I do think that. And I think that is a big reason why people who graduated a long time ago kind of reminisce about that university time is because actually it's such a melting pot, both of people, um, backgrounds kind of opportunities of, of of all different types like like outside of university now i'm not going to get the chance to play ultimate frisbee probably ever again unless i seek it out and i move to a place that has an ultimate frisbee club or you know some, something like that so with that particular opportunity like the availability of so many different things i think is something you totally take for granted when you're at university but yeah, now, and you miss it when you're gone, I reckon. You, you miss it when you're gone. And I can see that already. And I'm like, I don't know, a few weeks, months out of kind of normal university. I suppose, I mean, COVID kind of messed up our last semester for sure. But even then, there's still kind of things happening. Um, yeah, so I, I can definitely see that opportunities is, is a massive, massive part of the university experience in the whole. So what about challenges then? Uh, what was the biggest challenge for you, do you think, from, from university? Um, I think my biggest challenge for me was first year, actually. Mm. Just just first year in general. I think I, I struggled with first year in a sense that I didn't really know what to expect. Um, like the expectations thing was a big, big one for me, especially mm. in terms of academia. Okay. Like yeah. I so wanted yeah. to do well, even though everyone says, you know, it doesn't count, blah, 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 blah at the end of the day that the grade that I got in that first year was going to give me either a confidence boost or a significant knockback. And it would mm. also be the grade that I was applying to placements with, which I did care about. Yeah. 
So the fact that I was produced, especially in first semester, first year, the fact that I was like working on work and I had no idea what standard I was producing it at was a really big, like it messed with my head a lot. Um, because you know, all through my education so far, I'd been producing work and getting instantaneous, almost instantaneous feedback every week. Yeah. You know, you've produced this. This is the grade that it's at. Okay, this is what you can do to improve. Yeah, it's a big Whereas thing, at, isn't it? Yeah. At university, you don't really get that until you've handed it in and you've got a real grade back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that that is something that really annoyed me the whole way through. I think I think both on the part of the amount that you pay for university and on the part of the resources that every department has available, I think surely there is a better way to do individualized, personalized feedback on assignments so that you can improve. And this is coming at it from, from a business angle, obviously, which is a very essay heavy subject, but I think it goes across the board. Like, I didn't feel really at any point or at very few points because there were some, I'll caveat it like that, that I felt that I had tangible feedback to go away and improve my work in the future. But then also in the future, very often, I didn't do that subject again or I didn't do that type of work again. So being able to improve was a little bit irrelevant. But then I think that's why there, there are some problems in the way that the system is currently set up. So feedback was definitely a big issue for me as well. Yeah, so I think that was a challenge. And that just, um, for me, because I was so passionate about that and wanted to do well academically, it mm. it was an underlying problem that just made settling into university a lot harder. I think yeah. settling into university is difficult. Um, so, you know, finding the right groups, finding the right mm. people, knowing what to expect, where to go, what to do that was probably the biggest challenge for me because once I got past first year mm. well not even first year but like the first few months of first year and I knew what was going on like I really enjoyed myself like second year I had a great time got involved with a lot of stuff final year also going you know super well until yeah. the old COVID <laughs> came along yeah. but yeah so that's that's my biggest challenge what about yourself mm. yeah I mean I think for me there's been a lot of a lot of different challenges like yourself I think from from emotional struggles to to family stuff to kind of similar things with with yourself like academic pressure I suppose whether that's actual pressure or pressure from myself um I mentioned the the sport thing and, and the adjustment already um but I think if I was to choose one and this is kind of turning challenge into a good thing in a classic interview style way but I think the biggest challenge for me was going from a university environment in second year to a work placement style environment like office job uh, in, okay, yeah. in my placement I think those few those first few months of placement first few weeks were a massive massive shock and for me that was my first proper job I suppose I had done work before but it wasn't for a long enough time that I kind of count it as job experience and I, I look back at the, those first few weeks of placement and I think actually I was like a fish out of water in a way and I was learning. I, I just kind of had that sponge mentality, which I, I tried to carry with me to this day. So I think it was a mixture of this is a survival technique because I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But I was also thinking that actually there's there's something strategic about being a sponge in, in an uncertain environment because you just take in everything that you need to know. But that's also quite stressful because you're just kind of on alert. You're on edge, all the, you're time, on edge yeah. all the time. You're stressed. You're kind of taking in every single word that everyone says to you throughout the whole day. Um, and you're trying to manage projects and implement stuff. And you're trying to do things well and keep things good quality. And you're also trying to develop relationships with your colleagues and things like that. And so that environment, and I would feel comfortable to go back into a similar environment or even an unknown environment as a result of those kind of experiences but that specific thing like the first month let's call it the month first month of, of placement was probably the biggest challenge or certainly one of the whole, the whole uni experience for me um mm. because of that kind of uncertainty of it and, and how different it was to university and, and everything like that i think and it's the first time i'd had a job that i would have to commute to as well so there was that aspect um 
yeah so i think no, all of those things together yeah it's interesting you've picked up on that actually because if anyone's listening to this thinking should i go to university which i would love them to be as if they're using it as sort of a tool to say pros and yeah. cons of university sure um not every course offers a placement and that was one of the unique things True. about our okay. course mm. and whilst it was a challenge like a lot of people a lot of people i speak to say that's like their most rewarding year of university yeah for sure and so like because of the fact that you experienced that massive challenge then is is like it shows what the placement's for in a sense because now you're su- such a um much more developed individual so when you're going going through that experience again you're not experiencing it to the same level as if you'd gone straight fresh into a grad job yeah you're about to compliment then when you, you're about to be like now you've done place but you're incredible you know you, <laughs> well no don't get ahead of yourself but yeah <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> something like that because that that's the whole point of it in a sense because no, so now yeah. ryan that's that's done a year year in industry is not going to be as much of a fish out of water as ryan um a different university who hasn't done a placement and he's going to experience that again exactly. Exactly. Uh, now yeah. as he as he joins the job market so no exactly no, that's good um and i i think it's it's also worth considering in terms of our next question which is is university worth the debt worth the cost you know it's a, it's a massive thing both in the uk and and abroad the us is is a, a crazy market in terms of cost for university as well mm. and i think on the whole um you know, I will say that again, like we can only talk to a US, uh, a UK perspective, but is it worth it? Is it worth the debt? Is it worth the cost? Yes, for me, because of how I feel coming out of it now. And I will say that because it is my experience and that is how I feel about it. And I know that not everyone feels that way. And I do also think, blimey, it's, it's not far away. Like, is it really that valuable? But I think when people have this conversation, they distill it down and they say, ah, oh, you know, it's £26,000 for a piece of paper or, you know, some, some, some type of argument like that. And it's a lot more complicated than that. You get a lot more. You spoke about the opportunities that you have at university and actually the networks you're able to make, the opportunities you're able to take advantage of. If you literally go to uni and you only do the lectures, is it worth it? No, not in any degree. But is it worth the campus lifestyle? Is it worth the city uh, lifestyle? Is it worth the one-to-one time that you have with people who are leading their fields? Is it worth the time and the money to get to know people who are passionate about the things that you're passionate about? Yes. Is it worth it to have your mind opened in a way to new opportunities that you would never have found had you not gone to university? Yes. I mean, it's not strictly true on the opportunity side. I think if you have the hustle and you have the mindset and sometimes the money, you can get all of the opportunities that university has afforded us. But it's so, so much easier in a university environment that it just has you to say yes. And so I think my answer overall is is definitely. Um, and in terms of finances, it comes out of your future income in terms of tax. So it's more of a tax than a debt. Um, in terms of its structure, which I think part of why our conversation leans towards, like, oh, it's such a massive cost and stuff like that. Of course, you have living costs and maintenance costs, and the government does provide support, probably not enough. But overall, I would say, yes, it's a, a worthwhile experience. Yeah. No, okay. No, that's great. Great breakdown. I, I think um, I think you're right. A lot of people do boil it down to try and simplify the argument and like, oh, it's... 27 grand or whatever it is 50 grand wherever you are for a piece of paper but yeah like you say it's a much more nuanced situation to that and mm. the people that you meet and the opportunities that you get and and it also depends on what you want to do as well because some people literally can't do the job of their dreams without a degree classification yeah so like it's very unlikely that i would have got the job that I have with Accenture without a degree. I don't think it's possible nowadays. Like they hire graduates. Mm. Um, but even in like more extreme examples, obviously like doctors, um, professionals like that, where you yeah, need a sure, degree for, sure. for it, then of course it's worth it if that's your dream. But for the general person, I think, I think it depends on yourself. Like if you're, 
if you're a go-getter, if you enjoy socializing, if you enjoy, not sorry, I'll, I'll step back on that because you don't need to enjoy socializing to go to university. However, like I, I 100% agree with you. I think the most true thing that you said was that if you just go to do get the lecture material, yeah, then it's not worth it. No, in my opinion, no, unless no, I would agree, definitely. Unless you need that piece of paper, point. I think that's the main point. And even even if like the piece of paper thing, I think does depend on on the job and the industry because there are or there is a rise certainly in the UK. Um, pre-covid i hope that all of these schemes are still in place that things like apprenticeships are a lot more common degree apprenticeships are a lot more common and in terms of the law requiring you to work until you're 18 there are a lot more different routes than just go to uni which is what i think i was not told but where i was kind of at in my headspace thinking oh i have to go to university you know i know so many people who are who are super successful and, and love what their lives are and, and what they do. And they didn't go to university, you know? So I, I think, I think it is something that I try to reflect on knowing that I'm biased towards a university experience because that's what I've had. But at the same time, I, I, I do see the pros of university for what I think they are rather than just how they affected me because they affected a lot of other people who've gone through that university experience um so yeah. yeah i think that's that's kind of the end of, of that two cents on well, that just just one last thing to add i think yeah, that yeah. the argument that the argument that we're presenting is not that uh it's worth the debt which means that you should definitely go to university like that's not sort of what we're arguing the case for it's mm. if you go if you want to go to university yes it's worth you going not like yeah no 100%. this is better that's than apprenticeships or this yeah. this is better no, than another route mm-hmm. um, no definitely yeah yeah like you say you can develop equally in apprenticeships and straight into employment whatever it is you're doing it's just yeah. about what's right for you yeah definitely it's about it's about knowing what what is right for you at that point in time as well it's like i think also the, the whole career conversation is so convoluted around like some end goal that's happening in 20 years 30 years time and it's some unknown but you need to do this this and this and then speak to this person then do do that experience before you get to that and it's like no that's not how life works it really really isn't um and so i think as long as you're focused on where you are right now and what your decisions are that you have in front of you what choices you have consider those and make the right decision for you at that time and that might be university that might be anything else um yeah i I think that's as as clear as we can say that to be fair yeah cool so all of that considered then we've got your biggest learnings your challenges we've assessed whether it's worth the debt Mm. despite everything that you've been taught and everything that you've developed personally while we've been at university what would you say it's still not set you up for what are you not prepared for coming out into this Mm. world post university (laughs) this is a really really good question actually because my ego is saying oh absolutely nothing (laughs) bring it on bring it on i'm ready for everything i'm gonna kill the world you know the world is my oyster you know (laughs) that 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 kind of attitude because i think to some extent you need to be resilient to that but at the same time i think also there's that sort of inner child type and maybe it's a humility side as well of saying actually i'm not prepared for a lot there is a hell of a lot that is 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 soon to happen right now or is is going to happen over the next few years that university hasn't prepared me for and that's fine like I, i don't think that we should pin higher education with the sort of burden almost of saying right you're prepared for the entirety of the rest of your life and maybe that is how we do it and maybe that is how they sell what they do at such a high cost high price but I think the if, if, if it's taught me anything, it's that actually just be a lifelong learner, like never stop your education. So even though now my formal education has kind of stopped in that way, I'm still trying to educate myself. I've already signed up to, to some free courses online. I'm, I'm still listening to all these different podcasts and videos and, and kind of trying to educate myself about everything because I don't think you can stop learning and you shouldn't. And so what am I not prepared for? I think the real answer is absolutely loads but that's but that's fine i think you have to be okay with that 
Yeah, I mean, like you say, I think there's you, you probably don't actually realize how much you're not prepared for because there's only so much uh, a lecture hall can can teach you. And yeah, no, definitely. Like the practicalities of the real world, like even even that jump from going from second year into into placement, and you're like, oh wow, I thought you know I've been studying business for three four years, and I thought I knew everything, <laughs> yeah. and there's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. loads of stuff that I've never seen before, and all these acronyms and all these different processes that we've never been taught about. Mm. Like that will ha- that will still happen. That will still happen. You know, probably every promotion you have, every different organization you you join, like university can't prepare you for for every no. situation. But it's about taking that adaptability and that growth mindset that hopefully I think we've both developed at university mm. and applying it to to those situations where we are unprepared. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree with that. And I think it brings me back to the, to this quote, and I, I can't remember if it's Socrates or Einstein or someone else who's quoted loads of cool stuff but it's that the mark of an expert is to recognize what they don't know. And I love that because I'm not an expert, but at the same time I, I, I can look at a situation or, or, or a field of knowledge within business or even outside of that. that I'm like, yeah, I know nothing about that. And I, I had to do that in an interview for, for an internship last week. I was asked about app store optimization and I was like, sorry, dude, I know nothing about that. Um, I've never done like I can't twist any of my experience to tell you that I do all I can tell you is that um, if that's something that you want I'd be keen to learn and it turned out I didn't get that position and that's fine so I I really like that quote because I think it does show that actually even once you finish university you, you should have that sort of awareness that sort of worldly awareness that actually you don't know everything you're educated to a certain level within one field like don't get ahead of yourself too much be a lifelong learner and then then you're set because you know how to adapt and how to learn going forward without a school or a teacher or a lecturer to show you how yeah no great okay final question what do you think the implications are of graduating in this class of 2020 like how do you feel about Mm. it do you think it's do you think it's as a unique time to be graduating as everyone's sort of portraying it to be or, or is it, you know, relatively not apart from the lack of graduation ceremony, is it sort of business as usual? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I'm not an economist, but I, it, I don't think it looks great in terms of economic outlook, in terms of the labor market. Um, like we're talking about, maybe we're going to get a recession later on this year or early next. Um, and that sort of thing as a result of, of Corona. But and then there was talk of that happening anyway. Um, and I think I, I look at it and I'm like, well, I see myself as a, as a skilled graduate who can go into a variety of different roles and make a difference and have an impact and do that job or this job or that thing. And so I do think that me being quite a generalist at this point, hopefully will serve me well in a way that it means that if I need to, I can go into a multiple, uh, a multitude of different uh, paths. Um, but at the same time, I think that also might work against me in the fact that because I might not be too specialist in a certain way, um, that might mean that there are always going to be people ahead of me for, for a role. So I think I feel very mixed about it because I think there is some, there is a lot of hope and a lot of kind of gusto and a lot of kind of, I'm free from uni now, let's go kind of energy. But then at the same time, I think there is an element of being scared about the kind of national and global economic future and and stuff like that. But we can't control that at the end of the day as, as graduates, as, as job seekers, as people. And so because we can't control that, I think there's only a certain amount of worrying you can do and you can focus really on what you can control. It's that kind of growth mindset thing again of thinking, well, okay, I might not be able to get a job in the next year, but how can I use that time? For example, what can I be doing? What skills can I be learning? Who can I be talking to? And that kind of thing. And so that's how I'm trying to sort of mitigate those fears in my mind a bit. Yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot of, a lot of uncertainty, which is why, 
you're probably feeling both excited and scared at the same time, as you said. Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling relatively okay. Like I, I, the whole experience was a bit anticlimactic. Like obviously no one expected it to finish university in this way when we started in 2016. But other than that, like other than not having the ceremonies at the moment, which we will, we will get eventually next year. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm an optimist by nature, so I'm kind of raring and ready to go, but I also have the, the safety blanket of a, of a nice corporate job at, <laughs> in Jan 2021. Yeah. So that might, that might be affecting that too. But other than that, like I'm kind of excited, raring to go. Um, and yeah, just sort of have a bit of relaxation after four years of going at the degree, you know? Mm. I was thinking about this the other day. I think I think there, there needs to be even more kind of checking ourselves in, in this time because I think with coronavirus, we, and certainly I am anyway, not necessarily, I don't really celebrate things that much. I don't really give myself that much room. But actually, this is, a, this is the end of a four-year chapter of education. And beyond that, it's like an 18-year 18, 18 chapter of education. And so I think there is a lot of, reflection and a lot of celebrating to actually to do and, and and hopefully that will happen in July when we get results through as well but at the same time it, it is sort of that thing in the back of your mind where you're thinking oh, well what next what next what next mm. um, and so and I think you know finance is, is part of that as well it's like well how long can I actually afford to, to not be in a job for right okay well and you know just sort of having those thoughts at the back of your mind but I think we do need to give ourselves space as graduates during this time to celebrate properly because we didn't get some of the celebrations that other people did have. And it's not about other people having them. It's just about having the space ourselves to, to celebrate what we've achieved. Yeah, for sure. And, and just as you mentioned, that actually, because I, I, to an extent, have still had those thoughts. Like I've got a six month period now of literally nothing in the diary. Like that's mm. kind of unprecedented for me where I've had, you know, not, a thing to get up for in the morning um yeah so it's i'm kind of thinking like oh how do i want to spend that time what's the most productive way to spend that time what's the best way to spend that time whatever that means or what's the um you know what will make me the most happy what will help me relax well all, all these different all these different factors that you can consider when choosing what to, to fill your time with um and it triggered a thought in my mind that uh, something I read a while back is that a lot of people suffer post-university depression um, mm, and that will yeah, probably yeah. be amplified, probably be amplified with the coronavirus situation. Uh, and the reason it usually happens is because, you know, people are thrown out into this void where they're no longer a student and they're not employed yet. And if they can't get a job, they might not even know what they actually want to do. That's also very common. So let's just have a quick sort of discussion on that. And, you know, obviously depression is a very complex thing, mm. but what would our thoughts and advice be to, to put in yeah. some preventative measures in place to avoid that happening, especially in coronavirus when the job market is going to be very limited? Yeah, no, it's super interesting. And, and, I'd love you to dig out that that article or, or those thoughts that, that kind of triggered that because I think that's something I definitely want to look into more because I think it is something that I can see it being very very common. Um, I mean, depression and, and anxiety and and those kind of thoughts and and also leading into to illness as well is is something that is is common in the population anyway. But I think external environment such as going from university a very kind of generally um sociable positive kind of environment to maybe going back to to your your childhood home or, or something like that and, and i'm trying to, to kind of cover all bases here like you might be an international student you have to to go back home or or you might have to uh, move straight out of your parents straight away maybe you've got a job and you have to move away or, or something like that and i think there are a lot of factors that lead to significant change that I can definitely see that post-university depression is not just a thing, but it's super common. So I think the, the things that I would think about um, 
in terms of mitigating against that is is really things that you can do to mitigate your and kind of benefit your own mental well-being anyway but especially during this time is to think about well what is your personal network like what is your support network like what are your your friends doing what your family doing who can you talk to about what's going on like it can be simple things like i'm really bricking it about getting a job after university like that's a big thing by itself okay well can you share that with your family can you share that with your friend um can you join online communities who have people going through similar experiences like things like that to to find shared experience i think that can be really powerful um as well for me and this won't be for everyone but kind of keeping busy uh is is super important for me so like having something to get up for having something to to be busy with to go and do um but not so that that's overbearing so whether that's um right i'm going to make sure i'm going to apply for for jobs for two hours a day or i'm going to do some soul searching or, or or look on the internet or whatever for two hours a day and that's kind of my work work like treat looking for a job or looking for an internship or a role or unpaid work or whatever that is for you straight out of uni i think and i'm here to fully experience this but treat it like a job you know treat it like you have a pretty much full-time commitment because at this point it's it's not a commitment to loughborough university or or x school insert name here it's a commitment to yourself you're now basically like right this is life now what what can i do with it and i think there's that kind of right let's run at it let's kind of grab it by the horns and, and let go um which takes a lot of energy and I, as I say I'm yet to fully fully hit that and see how that feels but I'm a week in and, and I think I'm going in a good direction and I think that's probably what I can say is kind of if you feel like you're going in a good direction if you're doing something that, that is working for you kind of keep doing that yeah now, th- there's probably two things from me there to pick up on what you said I think one of the so the two the two points would be for me lack of purpose and mm. uh yeah. that independent independence independent, so yeah. I, I didn't think about the independence point until you mentioned that like people will be going from living at university to back to their parents house and i yeah. bet that is a massive you know yeah transition actually that really affects people because people have been living on their own or with their friends doing whatever they want to do for three four years yeah and so and often more than likely they won't have the money to uh you know go live by themselves unless they yeah yeah, move out unless they get a job and and can pay rent so going back to your parents houses will be a big thing and that will be a big transition not just for for you but for them um especially Mm -hmm. if that home is a hostile environment as as it often can be for some people so yeah Yeah. i think that's certainly something for, for people to think about maybe if they can try and I don't know, it's so hard, you, there's so many different personal situations, but at least recognising that that might be a factor that's contributing to it. And if you can get out of that situation or limit your time at home by, you know, getting out of the house, doing different activities, and that could mm. certainly be beneficial for people. Yeah, and I, then, I think it's just about strategizing, isn't it? It's about thinking short-term and thinking long-term at the same time and thinking about what's realistic and within your kind of capabilities, but also... Kind of what isn't going to affect your well-being too much like what's going to affect you as a person you're functioning and, and and what is non-negotiable as well um like i've already had to have conversations with my parents that, that i kind of had forgotten about you know like I, i've been living by myself for the past year at, at, at loughborough and now i've come back and i've just been like okay well how am I going to eat? Okay, right, we're going to do one family shop a week. What does that mean? Okay, fine. Well, I'm vegetarian. You eat meat. Okay, right, fine. We are kind of having these conversations that I'd kind of put at the back of my mind as something that, you know, I'll pick up on it once I've graduated. And now I'm here and I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about that. Mm. Um, and so that there are some things that are like, right, that's an independence thing or, or like I just need time to myself or, you know, things like that. So it is, yeah. it's definitely, definitely important to kind of, know what you need to ask for and and again it's about kind of understanding what your personal situation is so you can try and uh, change it or or if it's fine it's fine but what what works for you is again kind of the, the message i think for me hmm. 
No, that's great. And then, yeah, the other my other point was about lack of purpose. So I think without people even realizing it, even if people aren't necessarily goal orientated or they, you know, they hate personal development, they're just getting on with their life, whatever it is, they're not into yeah. that kind of thing. Whether they realize it or not, anyone that's at university or 99% of people that are at university have a purpose in the sense that their purpose is to get to the end of that education and achieve that degree, whatever classification it is, that's what they're working mm. towards. And whether they choose to miss all their lectures and cram in revision, however they choose to do it, they've got something that they they're getting out of bed in the morning for and that they're work they're striving to achieve. You know, some people yeah. work really hard at it. Some people yeah. um, scrape by, but either way, they've got that purpose and I think if you come out of university in that phase where you're lost and you're not sure what to do that purpose can be really hard to find and can easily lead to a downward spiral of like oh, what's the point what am I getting out of bed for what mm. you know what what do I do yeah, with myself for sure. so, yeah for sure like you say even if you even if you don't find that thing yet that purpose could become you could make finding the thing the purpose for that point in, yeah, in time 100%. so yeah. like you said just two hours a day job applications that's that's what i'm focusing on the rest is me time yeah but no, at least definitely. then you've got something to aim towards you know yeah and kind of not not beating yourself up too much as well like as i said before a lot of the stuff in terms of jobs or in terms of the environment straight out of school like if you've just come out of school and you're not sure about whether to apply for university anymore or things like that, like that's a really uncertain time. Um, but you could think about, okay, well maybe I should just take a gap year now. Can I afford to do that? Is that what, like, does that line up with what I might want to do or, or how does that work? Can I still go to virtual open days? Like there is always a, a solution focused approach to everything, but I think you can, you should only get to that solution focus when you've dealt with the emotional reaction to a situation uh, and i think my my in the past for me i've kind of been more solution orientated before i've dealt with that emotional side and so that's been quite a conflict for me but i think now at this point i'm kind of like well i'm at, i'm at peace with the the uncertainty of the job market for example what can i what can i do in terms of a solution orientation towards changing that um but yeah i think one thing i would add as well uh, quickly if if you are in that position and you've just left uni or you've just left school or even in general you're, you're devoid of, of that sort of purpose and feeling one really really good and simple exercise that i can say is just to and it's similar to the other one is, is a kind of stream of consciousness exercise to say well i'm going to start an a4 page or on my phone in a note section or whatever and i'm going to write my purpose in life is i'm just going to write anything and everything that comes to mind in response to that question for 20 minutes and I'm just going to write and then you can go go through that and you can unpick what that is and equally that that works for any question or any problem that you're trying to to work through any situation um I'd also encourage people to look up uh Tim Ferriss's fear setting exercise that's that, that's fantastic in terms of contextualizing a situation that's specific around making a decision if you have several paths in front of you and you're not sure which one to take, um, there's a TEDx talk on, on YouTube on that. I'll put that in the description. Um, but yeah, I think making find make finding your purpose the purpose is, is a really is a sentence I really really like. So I think that applies mm. to literally everyone, no matter the, no matter your situation. No, that's that's a nice little tidbit there. To be fair, and and one final thing for me on the solutions, I I, I could talk about this all day because I keep getting so many ideas and stuff. But <laughs> um, maybe we should. One thing is that that just came to mind was that a lot of people's support groups will be at university. So when they're feeling down, mm. like so many people find their crowd at university, and when they're feeling down, they go to their society, whether it's you know their. Um, a society that groups them together based on nationality or mutual interest or their sexuality, whatever it is, they find their crowd and then that's their support group. So when they've got a problem and they're feeling like this, they can talk to other individuals and relate to them. Mm. And I think it's important that once you've left university, don't feel that because university's ended, all those support groups have to end. Like that could be a mm. really detrimental thing to think and keeping just one, two, 
three of those connections going mm. it's so easy to do nowadays with technology everyone's on zoom calls anyway because of covid yeah um keep some of those going because like don't underestimate how beneficial they were for you yeah and i think it, it's an easy thing to say though uh you know everyone's online everyone's on social media but actually how many people from say sick form or school that you've lost touch with do you speak mm. to regularly like once every couple of months like you don't do you, you don't no, reach out so true, to people yeah. randomly even though you've got three thousand friends on facebook and ten thousand followers on social media or, or you know whatever like um and, and I'm, i made a habit of that a few months ago and i've, I've fallen completely out of it and so I, I do want to try and get back on that is kind of reaching out again to people who i used to know well who i don't know anymore and i want to just reconnect with because like you say, it's as easy as going onto your Facebook messenger, typing their name in and going, Hey, how you doing? Have you been in COVID? And, and like just a sentence about how you're doing and saying, are you interested? Like in, in, in catching up or, or something like that, or, you know, something I've fallen into more recently is just leaving a voice message. Like if someone left me a voice message who I've not been in touch with for, for a long time, I'd be like, oh, that's sick. Like, that's really nice. Someone's taken a, the time out of their day to see how I'm doing. Um, so I think if you're, if you have not got a, a very wide support network, think about who you might be able to reach out to, for example, who, who you've not spoken to for a long time, or if there are people on social media who maybe you follow their content and you've never spoken to them, but their DMs are open or, or something like that. Like, I think there are a lot of people out there that, 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 that do that sort of thing. That can be useful for, for people to reach out to as well yeah no great great closing thoughts there um anything else to add on on graduating in 2020 or do you want to wrap it up good luck i reckon <laughs> <laughs> good luck yeah. yeah hold on tight boys see you at the reunion slash graduation in, in easter <laughs> no definitely i'm looking forward to that actually it'll be that's the only positive to take away from that that our graduation has been postponed is that it will now act as a um mini reunion, almost, almost 12 month <laughs> reunion yeah. yeah from from people that we haven't seen in a while so no, that um yeah well congratulations to all those that have graduated along with us in 2020 uh thank you for listening and hopefully it's provided some insight if you're contemplating university or weighing up whether it's been worth it for yourself yeah no thanks very much and uh, see you down the job center tomorrow Bye. well that's it for another episode of the two percent podcast thanks so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording if you or someone you know has a story to tell we'd love to hear from you so please get in touch and if you have a question you want answering send it in to us using anchor voice messages and you can feature in a future episode all the links are in the description Stay motivated, follow your dreams, and as always, do it with a smile.